they're teaching the hairdressers that are starting to build to not charge to not charge because they're like I want to be passionate like that but they're passionate because they're making buku's amounts it of money it is a lot easier to be passionate when you are wealthy yeah Hi everyone. I'm Sid Sharice and I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser the podcast where we teach you to salon differently. If you are still using a front desk in your salon, it may be time to future-proof your business with Aura Salonware. Aura allows you and your team to check clients out from any device. That means there's no need for a front desk or front desk overhead. What's even more amazing is that clients can check themselves out using the Aura app from their own device. With Aura Salonware, you can finally let technology streamline your business. Start removing your front desk today by tapping the link in our bio to receive a free iPad when you switch to Aura. Or visit aurasalonware.com dth for more details. I want to bring up passion, art, <laughs> joy. I don't know where you. Go. I want to bring up my disdain mm-hmm. for the the actual words "raise your prices." Mm-hmm. When I hear it, I actually feel like, it's like sick. Peace, love, laugh. It's live, live laugh, laugh, love. Laugh. It's the live, laugh, love of the hairdresser yeah. community. Uh, it gives me this like, and everyone feels so impacted. Yeah, fuck yeah! <laughs> like they're in a soccer game. Raise your prices, but no one does shit. It's that turn. Yeah, I, like there's something about. Oh, <laughs> there's something about it that just is so. The words are right. W- you you got to raise your prices, <laughs> like that part. Inflation is real. Yeah, all it, it the words are correct. But for some reason, I know every hairdresser can relate to this. There's something about it that is just so oversimplified. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, but it's raise like, your prices, and then people be are like, "Good." It's like, yeah, I'm trying to think of it's, it's the, it it is it's the live laugh love of our it really is of and our it's, community. It's a, we're done with it. We're done with it. And you know, I think oh, my other favorite is I don't, I don't do this for the money. Oh. Oh, dang it. I mean, you're just so, you're so good. It's just, it's just, it is for the art and the passion. Let's do it for there the are art some, and the passion. There are some hairdressers out there that do this. I don't want to raise my prices. <laughs> I like my prices and I just do it for the love of my clients. Um, in the same breath, they're not making any money and they want to know how to make more money. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it is so bizarre where the hairdressers are so interesting they want to make more money without charging more money. Yeah. I don't understand. They think the salon should give it to them. Um, even, I would like seventy five percent commission, please. Thanks. Because and the reasons are so. The reasons are like yeah. Because I'm busy. Because you're stealing from me. Oh, that's my yeah. favorite. <laughs> Everyone's stealing. Well, guys, you live in a capitalist society and you're in the matrix. Like, yeah, you're being stolen from. Yeah. At all moments, every second. We gotta learn how to play the game. Yeah, and so I'm just. The whole raise your prices thing, like we we promise to come up with new verbiage because I can't say it anymore. But living off of the fumes of passion mm-hmm. really seemed to be a hairdresser thing. Yeah. I don't do it for the money is such a bullshit version of pretending that you're better than all the other hairdressers out there that are trying to make cash. Yeah. And what I think of, I don't do it for the money. There, there's a there's a group of hairdressers <laughs> who 
think they're like, they think they're the Videl Sassoon of our time. Yeah. There's so many of them. And they they talk like they're artists and they're mm-hmm. like they're philo- they're a philosopher. Mm-hmm. And they do hair. Yeah. And it's like we don't have to take this so seriously. Yeah. Yes. You we can, can be really you, fucking good at it. You should take yourself seriously. Yeah. But again, once it starts to turn into like ego mania, mm-hmm. it's like and they're like cutting hair and like my favorite, people are throwing their clothes on stage at them <laughs> and like it's become like Rock star status. Like, what is happening? Have you ever been to a hair show? That's what it's like. Well, uh, let's... We haven't even done an episode of a hair (laughs) show. We That is a wild... That would be a wild episode. But, like, the people that that will say they don't do it for the money are the ones making all the money. Mm -hmm. They're like, I don't do it for the money. Yeah. Even though what the when they did that interview, they just got cut a check yeah. to say I don't do it for yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such bullshit. And I just And like, then they're teaching the hairdressers that are starting to build to not charge. To not charge because they're like, I want to be passionate like that. But they're passionate because they're making bukus amounts it of money. It's a lot easier to be passionate when you are wealthy. Yeah. If you wanna I am passionate about my career, but I'm also in it for the money. I'm passionate about money. hmm I like money. I like money. I want money. I, I don't know why people are so ashamed to say that. Because no one gets like... Trauma. Mama trauma. A check and goes, ugh. I think people do. We did a class. Remember we taught a class? That's true. In it, like, she wasn't checked. Where were we? Chi- were we in Chicago? I don't think so. We, I don't know where we were, but we were teaching a class and this this hairdresser, really cool, really cool girl, said, we were talking about money beliefs and she was like, I don't cash any of my checks. She opened her drawer. We were at the salon. She opens the drawer and all the checks from her boss are sitting there for the past six months. Yeah. She was living off her tips. And she's like, I just don't cash. Like, she goes, money feels icky to me. Yeah. And I'm like, well, first of all, please tell your boss when you're going to cash those. Mm -hmm. But she was also struggling (laughs) and suffering. Yeah. She didn't have enough money. I'm like, it's sitting in... It was literally right there. And it comes from this way that hairdressers treat each other that you how to be a six-figure hairdresser how to be a six-figure hairdresser how to be a six it's like first of all stop settling for six figures hairdressers make tons of money if you open salons and you run businesses properly yeah we are a multi-billion dollar industry there's plenty of room there's plenty of money there's plenty of room but we do this thing where we're like how to make six figures but like you know don't but then when you start making money they're like that that's ridiculous i can't believe they charge them like, we do it we do it to each other where there's mm-hmm. like infighting in the hairdresser community it is fucking bizarre and if you all want to know why white straight men have taken over the hair industry it's cuz they're treating it just like any other business they're not treating it they're not even artists or in the hair no. like a lot of them like Every time that's you- why salons get run like restaurants when you or corporations when you go to a hair show Who's on the poster? Men. Yeah, always white, straight yeah. men. And for some reason, everyone's like, yeah. The industry that we're in is gay as hell, <laughs> and female as hell. Yeah. And yet, it's we put all these straight guys up there. Yeah. And I, I gotta tell you, it's kind of gross. It also, I think it's gross too because we're idolizing the idea of something. Yeah. We're not understanding, one, the work that might go through of it or the distance and time of like how long they've invested in their career, what what they did to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's this like, especially because social media, so you feel like you can just fast track right to that. Yeah. But that person did go through the steps of 
I'm going to increase the cost my wages. of my time. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and it took time. And so it cracks me up when I see someone, it's like, you have all this opportunity. And the whole point of growing in a business, I love my clients too, but also you have to level up. Yeah. And sometimes they can't go with you and that's okay. And we were talking about another episode this year of like, you know, you break your hand, they don't care about you so much anymore. <laughs> break your hand. Everyone do this at home. Break no. your hand right now. Just And break then it. tell me who, which clients come and still give you money and tell me what product companies come to the rescue and tell me, tell me all the people that come to your rescue. Yeah. And when you call me and you tell me no one. Yeah. Then hopefully then hairdressers will, hairdressers will learn I need to make more money. Yeah. I mean, when you really look back at your career and you think about all those moments that you emotionally discounted because of passion or maybe the person was bringing their money woes, which is so toxic to you. You know how people dis- emotionally discount because people complain about their income? Mm-hmm. All of my emotional discounting was because I was scared of the person. Mm. Did you do that or did you do? No. What did you, what do you do? I would do it because they were money, they would, they would complain about their financial situation. Interesting. And it took years when I became an educator, it took me being, I finally like something clicked and I was like, I'm like, can they not afford me or are they just bad with money? Right. And I Or realized, are they lying? Or maybe they're not even lying. I think, I think they're venting and that's a serious problem that they're having right now. I had to I had to switch my consciousness to be like they are sitting in my chair because they want to get their hair done by me and if they don't like what I cost then they shouldn't be sitting in my chair. I think I never emotionally discounted people that complain about money cuz I find it to be completely atrocious. It, yeah. Um it's it feels manipulative. It, well, it, it is. is. Yeah. But I also I also um I used to work in Naples, Florida, which Naples is pretty wealthy and uh my clients would complain about money when, but they would go and get in their Beamer to go pick yeah, up their yes. kid from horseback riding lessons. Exactly. I, so I like, a, go fuck yourself. I literally had a client that would get in her Mercedes and be like, I'm going shopping with my friends because you made me feel so beautiful. And I was like... And she just complained cutting, about her fucking income. Yeah, and I was cutting her services in half. And I think, I, I think we've all had that moment where it just, it feels shitty. It feels yucky. But I, so when people would complain about money, in my mind, I'm like, I well, I hope you brought your checkbook. Yeah, hope you got a credit card because I'm charging a lot of money. Yeah, it also got to the point where, um, as I got more confident within myself and my self worth and self love, which is another live, laugh, love moment, but um, (laughs) I can't think of anything else right now because we've been talking all day. But it got to this point where I, I remember saying to a client because she, she had started to complain. And I'd say, Shut up. no, I said, <laughs> I said, if you're having money issues, I'm going to stop this right now because this isn't fair. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't feel right charging you for this when you're struggling so badly. And she was like, oh no, I have the money for this. Right. So, it, so a lot of it is But us. I had to call it out. But a lot of it is us. It's us. It's us. Saying, oh, they're talking to me. Yeah. And first off, and they're just talking. How vain. It's not about you, boo. We make it all about us. Like, well, they're talking to me. No, I think they truly are. I mean, what do people do in the chair? They vent. And yeah. um, I mean, hello. Everyone is constantly complaining about money, even if you have it. I never talk about money. You are right now. But I never talk <laughs> about, like, I never, I, I, 
I don't think I've ever sat with someone and gone said, I need to make, I got to figure out how to, I, like I've never done, yeah. even when I needed to make more money, I, I never, I, sat with it was so private like, to me. Yeah, it was a personal adventure. So when an adult. <laughs> personal painful adventure. <laughs> so like when an adult, I will talk about money after the fact of something, mm-hmm. but like when an adult would sit in my chair and talk to me about their financial problems, it's like. And then tell you everything what? they bought. Yeah. Yeah, like. Why are you? And I started hair really young, so like seventeen, I have you know this fifty-year-old telling me about you know how they don't have enough money to do this, and and it's like, why are you telling me? Yeah, maybe I was just raised by Germans. You know, we've also talked. (laughs) You don't talk about money. (laughs) We've also talked about it like in past episodes of just like also when we emotionally discount when we've been in the industry, let's say for ten years, and we have invested thousands of thousands upon dollars of just for education. And we've elevated technically our resume and we've our craft has been elevated and we are at this really awesome level, right? Like you are beyond what you were when you charged yeah. $40 for a haircut. Right now you're charging $100 for a haircut. And then we emotionally discount. It takes away from our community mm-hmm. of another hairdresser in the community that is charging $40 and growing because why would you spend $40 and get someone that's growing and learning when you could have the top of the top for forty dollars, right? And first off, one, you should be making your full rate, right? And two, you're taking away from that person that is trying to grow and build their wealth. I think, you know, I, your wife is a doctor, and we have friends that are doctors, and they don't discount services for clients. But if they want to give back, then they take the money they're making and invest it. And then they, well, they take the money they're making and they'll go donate their time or mm-hmm. they'll do something. But like the only reason they can do that is because they're charging It's because they're making money. money. So like hairdressers don't get that formula. And like if you really want to help someone, you need to make more money be, so you can give more money. If you want to be helpful, you need to be wealthy. Yeah. You're not going to do much good in the world keeping yourself in poverty. Yeah. And the hairdresser world is rampant with people that are, they don't want to make, they don't want to, money's icky to them. And so they don't want to make too much money. It's like, if you could... You could also make a ton of money and live, uh, uh, I don't want to say a small life, but like... Um, you can live within sim- your means. Yeah, you could live... Just because you make you more money doesn't mean you need means. to go out and buy a boat and a house. You uh, can, yeah, I think people you think... You could make a million dollars and live off a $50,000 salary yeah. and either invest that for generational wealth or invest it into properties or, again, donate it or gift it. Like, you could do powerful things with that. No, but people think, they're like, if I make more money, it's like, I'm a bad person. Yeah. You can do If anything, we need more people that are good people to make more money to make good decisions because there's a lot of assholes with a lot of money right now that are not making good decisions. I think, you know, the being a hairdresser, being a sex worker... And there was one other one that I can't remember. But these are the oldest careers in the world. And they're having a really powerful resurgence right mm-hmm. now where they're becoming more respected. You can tr- you can actually make real money. The world is viewing them differently. Hair- we are in like a renaissance for hairdressers. Yeah. Hairdressers make so, they can make so more much money. than people that, I was, I, I remember um, a few years ago, I was talking with one of my best friends and she was a uh, first responder at the time. And she's telling these stories of absolutely, I mean, I can't even fathom, like, just horrible. Medical, like, picking people up and. Like, bleh. on the scene of a crash or, you know, like, just things that you you would imagine in a horror film. Mm. And um, 
the amount of education that she had to go through and time to study. I mean, my my watching my wife go through med school is like I'm like it, her well, face is in a book constantly. And then I'm realizing when she's telling me like I'm I'm making this much, and as a hairdresser, I was making double. Right, and that was alarming. It was alarming because I'm like, if anything, they she should be making that. But people invest their money in beauty and beauty. You gotta look if you're gonna die, you might as well look good. Yeah, and, you know, same thing with teachers. Like, I feel like teachers should be making the most right. in the world. I I feel like that's how that's that's our performative. That's our one performative moment. Teachers are the life source and mm-hmm. lifeblood of this world, and they should be making millions upon millions of dollars. Live, laugh, laugh. <laughs> I just think it's just funny. Like, I I do think teachers should make more money. It's just funny that like. At some point, they've got it. Someone's got to get crazy, and, and yeah, you know. And I, I think, think they're starting to. I think hairdressers are in the same boat of like, we want to make more money. It's like, did you not see during the pandemic, the people that were like, oh fuck, yeah, they were. I can't out. get my hair done. You, we, what we should have done next pandemic, hairdressers need to quadruple their prices. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want me to come to your house and do your hair during a pandemic? It's five hundred and fifty dollars an hour. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Done. That's all you got. I mean, like, and you know what? Like you said next pandemic. Everyone just had a panic attack. There will be another one. Don't worry. (laughs) There will be another one. Um, But I I really do think that hairdressers are in a moment. Mm -hmm. And if this this moment will— The ball is in our court. Yes. And this moment will pass, and it will go to a different industry. But right now, hairdressers are having a—you got to— Got to kick it in gear. Yeah. All the all you hairdressers out there that don't want to open a salon because you don't want to be a salon owner, don't open a salon to be a salon owner. Open a salon to be a business person. Open a salon to be an entrepreneur. Open a salon to provide jobs. Open a salon to make more money. Like, yeah. Stop. All the hairdressers that I talk to, I would never want to open a salon. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yes, you should. You should Some open people, spaces. Like, you would be so good at it, and all, you're holding yourself back from all the people that don't want to own salons are the ones that should. Yeah, and all the fuckers because that open a salon should, should probably not, not have. Yeah. <laughs> we got to flip the script. It flip the script, but right now, beautiful time to be a hairdresser. Take advantage of it. If you're not a hairdresser and you want to change careers, it's a great time to change careers. I I had a uh, a student who uh, hired a client to be their apprentice, and this woman. Uh, I think she was a lawyer, and she's like, I really just always wanted to do hair. And she quit being a lawyer to do hair, and she they asked her if she was afraid of the price difference. She's like, yeah, I can make just as much. Yeah. And I'm like, that is a type. That, that is, that bitch is going to make a lot of money. Yeah. I want her to do my hair. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. But their thought was also, oh, well, you're never going to make a lot of money. So let's just find ways to... That, that right there. Let's just... That right there is... Like, you're never going to be We would be minimized by accountants. All the time. 